This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, Laura and Angela here. We are about to start this week's episode, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Angela, we are always updating our website because it's so easy to do. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we have a Squarespace website as well. It's thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are very proud of it. We get a lot of compliments on it. Yeah, and one of the best features, I might venture to say, is our... Um, page with where you can listen to our audiobook. Yes. We have an audiobook. We have an audiobook. You guys clearly like listening to things. And we added a whole page about our book. And we even added a sample of our audiobook so you can listen to us reading our book. It's like yeah. a bedtime story. Yeah. And, for and adults. If, if you like it, you get a little taste of it. If you like it, you buy the whole thing. <laughs> if you hate it, you don't have to do anything. Exactly. But you're going to love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's lots of cool things. And uh, I spend a lot of time going on squarespace.com to update our website. And I think it looks really goddamn good. It does, Laura. It really does. Thanks, Angela. Um, you too can have an awesome Squarespace website. Uh, and don't be intimidated because it's super easy. When you create your website with Squarespace, it's simple and intu- intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. Just ask Laura. She does it all the time. I do. I'm always moving stuff around. Yeah. You get a free custom domain. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for a year, which is pretty great and there's beautiful templates you design a best in class online store with squarespace's award-winning templates customizable settings and more all without a single plugin yeah it's very easy and we love it if you guys have a squarespace website i don't know email it to us we want to see it yeah start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code single to get 10 percent off your first purchase that's offer code single now let's, let's start, start the show. show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. And every week here on the podcast, we discuss a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is you're passive aggressive. Also in the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, how to make a successful friend with benefits, and why millennials aren't having sex. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week again. I always love, love to spend some one-on-one time with my girl. I know. Ditto. <laughs> what is going on with your week? What's been up? Um, well, you know, summer is winding down. Um, and every summer, annually, I have the stress of dealing with bikini waxers. Oh, God. And I want to tell you, it's vaguely related to dating in that it's very much related you to know, dating. You have to reveal your uh, nether regions to, to people and you're primping and polishing, whatever. So, okay. So, here's the thing, you guys. What's going on? What's going on down under? I just under? have so much anxiety, first of all. I thought I'm, you were going to be like, I just have so much hair. I just have a giant bush. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but that's the, like, okay. But so, because you wax, you probably have so 
many ingrown hairs let's be honest i know well we can't all like be beautifully lasered like a porcelain doll <laughs> i used to wax and it just like never looks good it grows back it's like some ingrown hairs it's like not a good look well now i i trust me it was worth every fucking penny well after this summer to do laser hair i removal. think it is time for me to do laser hair removal really too. because around First of all, you guys, I am Polish and Italian, which means I have very pale, sensitive skin and very dark, thick hair. And every single bikini waxer I deal with is like, I don't, I've never seen anything like this. Like, (laughs) like, I'm like, I'm very sensitive. um, Just so you know, like whatever the like most sensitive wax you have. And they're like, you'll be fine. And then uh, I blow up. Wait, like with red welts when we, and they're like horrified when we were in la you you always thread your eyebrows you were or my actually my mustache we're talking about all the oh mustache things. all right and then i've like, actually never done i only pluck my eyebrows oh right right, right, right. natural all right you've only threaded your mustache and <laughs> my upper lip, uh, upper lip as they say at fancy parlors <laughs> and i i said you should wax it we i was like you need to wax that thing and <laughs> we both did to be fair we were both sh- getting we're talking about you here not me. we're talking about you by the way my hair is like blonde i completely regret ever doing it but i was in one one time i was in a nail salon they did my eyebrows and she's like oh, you need lip too and i was like oh my god do i need lip and <laughs> and then i did it and then once you do it you have to keep doing it so it's fucking horrible it's a trick yeah just like don't fall for the trick if you have blonde hair and you don't need your upper lip wax because it grows back dark it's true right also some of us are humans anyways hair you places. i don't understand you were like nervous to wax your lip how are you waxing like everything oh i mean that's why i have to like psych myself out i'm like listening to like do you take like m&m to like get in the mindset to get take, in there and then are you taking like painkillers and vicodin um, I took a Tylenol once. It didn't do anything. So I don't know. Like, I just can't. Like, I can't. How long do the welts last? Like a day. I have to like ice my puss. And how long <laughs> does it look good for? Uh, I get like a week. A out week, of it, honestly. Out of all of that, like a just, good week. Why aren't you just shaving? If they, you're because that doesn't work. Like hairy ladies out there, understand me. Like you, I you cannot shave. You got to wax. What do you mean you can't shave? Because like it doesn't do anything. It'll just be spiky or what? Yeah. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, so I don't know. So you've gotten lasered. Maybe? I got la- I did my ar- under armpits because like when you shave your underarms, it's still like little tiny black spike. Like you could see it underneath, yeah. the, underneath the pit. And then, you know, guys get their five o'clock shadow oh, yeah. on their chin. Like you get like a five o'clock armpit shadow. And I wasn't into that. And so I lasered it. It was the best decision of my life. My under armpits look like, like, you know, the, um, like your elbow, like the other side of your elbow, your forearm. <gasps> That's like, just like the smoothest, dream. the smoothest part of your body. And, you know, we're also like disclaimer, disclaimer, which we're big fans of nowadays. If you want to grow out your stuff, Oh God! Go for it. Do it. Angela's, Whatever. Oh my God, Angela. When it comes to you're like so worried about offending people. I'm. It's <gasps> no, but also like I know a lot of Harry Pitt ladies. Yeah, they, no, me too. They it's make cool. it work. It just is not a look that works for me. Yeah, it doesn't work for me too. I have one friend. Yeah, she grows out her pits. I actually have two friends I know that have long pits and legs. One is my friend in uh, where does she live now? I think she's in Florida. Anyways, she's the kindest, most beautiful soul. The other girl I know is a fucking bitch. 
So you know who I'm talking it takes about. All kinds. I actually wait. I think I can she's, guess. She's in LA. She's a fucking. I think I know exactly bitch. who it is. Yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, but I'm down with like people growing out their pits. One right. person I know is a saint. The other one is the <laughs> devil. Uh, it's just <laughs> such a hard life. But anyways, being no, no, a but, hairy girl in the summertime. So I gotta say, so yeah, I I lasered. You got to go like six sessions and then I, I do maybe like once a year I go in for like a little touch up where they laser it. But it, it hurts just as much as waxing. So it's like, okay, if you wax really, six it doesn't times, hurt less. I would think it at least hurts a little less, maybe a little less. Yeah, it's like the same, if not less. And you could even put numbing cream if you're really that worried, which you can't. Yeah. You can't really put numbing cream when you're waxing. I don't think because the wax no, wouldn't stay on. Would... Um, but Anyways, it changed my life. I was a little worried. I was like, oh, God, what if the bush comes back into style? And then I realized... You know, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. Even if it comes... I will be... That is one thing I'm totally down to be out of style about because mm-hmm. it's like less itchy. It's like smoother. You don't have to ever... I'm not like, oh, God, I'm going to be in a bathing suit this weekend. I need right. to... I need to shave around the... It's well, just never there. That would change my life is like being able to be spontaneous and be like, yeah, I'll go to the beach. Right. So anyway... That's uh, my. That's my, been your latest. Been my anxiety this summer. Well, I'm dealing w- with like basically, and I never go to the same waxer more than once. I always go to like different people, and it's hoping- the same friggin' reaction every time. Like, oh my god, why are, do you not go back? Because you're embarrassed no, by the wealth. I'm just like always hoping that like a new person will not hurt. That's but not it possible. always hurts. Um. All right. After this, I'll recommend my laser person. They're great. Okay. So what about you? How okay. Are you? I'm great. I'm great. I have been enjoying the summer, but okay, here's what I want to talk about. I recently was talking to my friend one day over drinks and she divulged to me the real reason that she had broken up with her ex-boyfriend. And it was a reason Mm -hmm. that I, I did not see coming. Okay. Um, did you know the ex-boyfriend? I I did. I I did. Do I know the friend? No, but I'm not telling you. I'm keeping this I'm not telling anybody. I, I'm okay. good at secrets. I'm We're keeping going, this anonymous. Does this count as me keeping a secret if I'm telling the story anonymously? <laughs> if you are not revealing the identity, there's no, I, there's no way people would know her identity. So I don't think this counts as, as a crossing the lines of friendship. I hope. Okay. I don't know. I don't know the rules of having a podcast that talks about this stuff. But I <laughs> think, right, but- I think people would find this interesting. All right. Um. So she told me that in her past relationship she would have threesomes with another woman she'd bring a woman into their relationship and Mm. she was really into it he was down for it too um and it was great like it was it added something fun to their relationship i didn't know that about her that was something new i learned and then it she said it I said, did you ever get jealous when he was hooking up with the woman? And she was like, no, not at all. Like, I was into it. He, you know, it was always fine. The woman was really into me. It was great. Was it the same woman every time? Uh, no. Oh. No, different different women. And um, they didn't do it, like, a lot. And anyways, it, the reason that they broke up was things weren't going that well in the relationship. And she realized it was time to move on when they had an another threesome and during that threesome she felt the woman was more into her than he was and she realized that their sexual chemistry had completely died and that she didn't feel wanted and that was revealed to her during the threesome and i just found that so interesting because that's not 
when you hear people breaking up after having a threesome, normally you think right. like you were jealous, it ruined the relationship. And this was not that case at all. Yeah, I'd say that's the only scenario of that where I've heard that being the what happened like the the breakup reason yeah it was that the girl was she je- had like a revelation the, yeah you normally mm-hmm. hear that the girl is jealous of seeing her boyfriend with another woman and you think oh they've got chemistry or they've right. got stuff going on and and all of a sudden you thought you would be cool with the threesome but you're not right that or, was not the situation or like you're you realize you're more into the other person than your significant other not that the other person's more into you right right yeah maybe the threesome yeah it's not always like two girls and a guy yeah whatever that you could be you're more into the other guy whatever the situation is but i found this so fascinating that it was really revealed to her that she realized that something was lacking in their sex life and you know there i'm sure there were other things but i i had no idea did not see that coming and it just goes to show you that Different things work for different relationships. She's like the most open-minded, kindest friend ever is just like has this zest for life, like wants to try all new interesting things. And I really felt closer with her after she told me this story. And it made me just think differently about um, when somebody says they want to have a threesome. Maybe you'll learn something that you didn't know you were going to learn. Yeah, I'm just know. trying new things in general. Yeah. So it made me seem open-minded because it was a friend that I would never have guessed had incorporated this into her relationship. And I think she's like super cool badass for doing that. that and cool. yeah, I'm glad she, she, she told me about it and I'm keeping a, it a secret. I, I don't know who it is. All right. All right. You'll never, it's not me guys. And you're never going to find Wouldn't that out. be funny if this whole time you were like my friend and it was a story and, that I didn't want to tell about myself. And then I, and then I accidentally was like, and then like, that's when she broke up with Ian. <laughs> Or the guy before Ian. Right. Yeah, I guess it'd be like, you're still with Ian. So, no. And they'd be like, and that's how she, Angela broke up with her ex-boyfriend Ian. I mean, not Angela. Yeah. That and then we'd have to air it. We couldn't edit it out. Nope. Just it'd be for weird. the sake of honesty. Anyway, it wasn't me, guys. You ready to jump into what's in the news, though? Yes. Angela, what have you been reading about? Okay, so Playboy.com had a, an article called The Science Behind Making Friends with Benefits Work. And we we recently answered a question. Oh my god! I wish we had we had this I article know. because I think it was a couple weeks ago. We were helping. Was it Amelia? What was? Her? Oh, good memory. Was it Amelia? I think I think it was Amelia. I think it was Amelia like, was like, "How do I make friends with benefits work?" Yeah. Well, she wasn't even necessarily looking for friends with benefits. I think that's what we suggested. Right. She was just looking for like a regular fuck buddy. Right. Like, like a, a long term hookup. A long term hookup. So it's very similar to friends with benefits. But I, I want to know what is the science behind making. That work okay so the guy that wrote this justin Lamiller, is a sex educator who's been studying friends with benefits relationships for the last six years so he's an expert um he says there were a couple steps number one you should define your expectations because according to a journal of sex research study 43 percent of women and only 24 percent of men polled so that they hoped their friend would eventually become their romantic partner so According to this study, men and women have very different expectations about what's going to come out of a friends with benefits situation. Interesting. So right up front, you should be like, this is what I want. This is what I'm into. So it's almost half of the women secretly wanted this person to become their boyfriend, but only like a quarter of the guys were like, wanted that. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I, you know, I hate that that's kind of playing into the stereotype that, that women are the ones that secretly want a relationship because as we know from our listeners, not every woman is like that, but I mean, I was not 
remember I told you I told you on a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about Amelia that I had mm-hmm. a friends with benefits situation years ago and I did not want to date this person. Right. He was like he was really I guess nice, it also but... depends on the person. Yeah. It you just got to find someone really hot and nice that but you like have no chemistry that you have well, like or that no, you have no personality. No person chemistry yeah, with. emotional chemistry with. Yeah. So uh he also says from the bar to the bedroom make ground rules. So that includes like talking about how you're going to interact with each other in public. And uh, if you're going to tell other people about your situation, no. which is important. You don't want to tell anybody because that's but like what if makes you it have fun. mutual friends. No, you don't. And they're tell like, people. hey, you guys like seem to be kind of handsy. I think most people would keep it a secret because you're right. Like having a Otherwise, fun. if you're like, oh, we're just fucking. I mean, I guess you, you could say that. I had friends like that, though, that were long term friends with benefits that like all their friends knew about it. So at a certain point it was like what's the difference between this and you guys being in a relationship but right the difference was that they could see other people i honestly feel like yeah i guess the difference is but then it's almost like an open relationship yeah at that point i feel like once your friends start knowing and you're telling people that you're hooking up and you're also hanging out all the time it's like you're basically dating or you're in an open relationship i feel like part of friends with benefits and maybe i'm wrong is keeping it a secret that's like part of the fun well yes i do agree that having a secret relationship is fun so that's what makes don't deprive it, yourself of that that's but, what makes it hot but i guess also it's like if you go out together like do we hold hands in public no like, you're not do? A, no but maybe you also want that as a benefit i don't know then you want a boyfriend you know this is not uh black or white this is you know we're just set the you and your partner have to agree on this stuff I clearly did. if you were dating laura do not fucking touch her if you go to the movies no don't fucking touch me we're not going to the movies and it's a goddamn secret we are meeting up to hook up and that is it um don't lose sight of the situation is the third rule psychologists have found that in general we tend to be pretty bad at effective forecasting or predicting our future emotional state i get that like you you mean like you think oh i'm cool with this and then you right. start doing it and you fall in love blah 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 like that ashton kutcher movie right there, or the there justin, were two movies or the justin out. timberlake movie correct yeah i know movie studios always copy them each yeah. other there's always two Movies about Marilyn Monroe, and then yep. two about Capote, mm-hmm. two about tornadoes, two about magicians. Always, <laughs> I don't get it. So yeah, uh, just you know, don't lose sight of the fact that you could develop feelings. And the bottom line is, only about a quarter of these relationships last a full year, according to this yeah. That's research. about that's too long for me. A friends of benefits situation should well, be like yeah, six then months you need or to, like, reassess if it's been going on because yeah. the, the friends that i was talking about before still going on i believe it's going on like two years okay. now all right and they need to make a decision no they about don't what they have going on they need to i feel like find new friends with benefits or like just be like we're boyfriend and girlfriend i don't know i'm not here to judge or just like just... stop being in denial they are clearly That's, it's in, denial they're in they're in an open relationship and they just need to own it yes i think one half is afraid of commitment that that old chestnut oh god so anyway if you're entering into one of these thingies just follow those rules from from dr justin i think he's a doctor but anyway he's i don't think studying. i think he, he's just a i think pretty <laughs> he's, sure he's a, a sex writer. educator all right um a professor there we go professor Lamiller. All right. What are you reading about? I have been reading about something that a lot of people have been talking about. Millennials not having as much sex. Yes, I've been hearing about this. I know. This was in New York Magazine, my favorite. I know. Jesse Single wrote this article. 
Now, good last name for someone that writes about dating. It's not spelled like that. It's spelled S I N G A L. She's like a sin, a, like a a gal like a that sinner. sins. Oh, also good for this. That is good. You're right. You're right. She's a <laughs> gal that slice sins. It. Yeah, a sin gal. Uh, okay, so people think with the rise of dating apps that kids are just fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. And we all know if you join a dating app, you're going to get messages. We read them on the podcast a lot where someone's like, hey, you're really beautiful. I like that you like movies. Like we both like Woody Allen. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, do you want to fuck? Um, do you want to come over? I'm really looking for somebody right. that like will, will be my like, you know, submissive and here, I want to dominate you. Here's a picture you. of my dick. Here's a picture of my dick. Like they throw <laughs> that in there. Like we read it. We read these all the time. So it sounds like, yeah, people just want to fuck and that's all they want to do. They're not looking for anything serious. But new studies are showing that millennials on average appear to be having sex with fewer people than Gen Xers did when they were the same age. And about the same amount of sex as the boomers did when they were in their younger years. So basically, they're having less sex and, yeah, less sex and fewer people. Now, hmm. why is this? This goes yeah, against this? everything you would think. With You would think dating apps have only increased hookup culture, right? I, that's, I mean, I consider myself to be a millennial or millennials, right? Yeah. But like, we're like at the like later end of the study. Right. Let's be honest. But I, yeah, I do feel like everybody is DTF yeah. around me. Yeah, it seems like everyone's down to fuck, but they're not. There's a few theories. They're all kind of speculative, but these are the theories going around at why people are having less sex. Number okay. one, AIDS awareness. Yes, a we lot kind of, of came up in the age of that. Yeah, we, we all remember like finding out about Magic Johnson when he announced he was HIV positive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of millennials and all of uh, the iGen, which is those born between 1995 and 2012 they got sex and they got aids awareness so you weren't that enthusiastic about jumping into sex because you're also it came loaded with all these potential negative consequences so they were kind of a little bit you know smarter with sex slash just kind of scared to do it yeah number two i identify with that do you yeah well i also went to catholic school yeah there you go so it was a lot of like you're gonna die yeah you have sex yeah you're going to hell oh are you okay I won't. I'll just sit here and watch movie musicals. <laughs> <laughs> the second theory is live it. They live at home. Marriage is delayed, mm. so the odds of a young person, uh, the odds that a young person is unmarried and living with his or her parents today is significantly higher than it was in the past. I mean, this makes sense, right? Yeah. Like my brother and sister, they both still live at home. Stephen, who we met at South by Southwest, the, lived at home, and his girlfriend lived at home. That's why they can never do it. Their whole his whole question was: We both live at home with our parents. We can never fuck. So this is a big problem. Also, marriage is delayed. Just adulthood in general is delayed, mm-hmm. and because of that, sex is delayed. So that was the second theory. I totally am on board with that. Like, if my sister went on a date, I don't know how she's gonna fuck someone. She lives at home. And my brother, I Zip mean, cars. he would bring girls home, but it was always weird. Oh my they, God, really? They would like sneak out at five in the morning. <gasps> I didn't have siblings. I never had that experience. But this was just this one girl that he was dating and she was, she was fucking weird. <laughs> she, she would like see my parents and like not even say hi and just run up to his bedroom. Like Ooh. she would pretend that she was not at a parent's home when she was. It's like, just say hi. You're making it more weird. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the rumors. I, I didn't live at home, so I don't know. But that's what I heard. Uh, the third theory is that there's a lot of other things to do besides have sex more than there ever was. There's like a million TV shows on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, and you've got Pokemon Go. And yeah. There's apps, and you could take 
selfies and be you'd wouldn't you rather be like editing your hot pictures than fucking sure basically there's in no the implication cir- <laughs> being that people used to hook up just because they were bored exactly there, in no circumstance is a teen gonna be just like sitting around and like i got nothing else to do let's fuck there's well, a lot there's a lot happening is gonna die out i don't know if they keep inventing fun games for our phones <laughs> exactly there's a lot going on but the one unifying storyline here is that adulthood is being postponed across the board and yes of course people who use apps to hook up that's gonna happen but those people are the exception and not the rule fascinating that is fascinating yeah and it all makes sense when you think about it totally you ready to jump into the mailbox yeah angela what do we have in the mailbox this we week? have a short but sweet question from sitlali i'm shocked that they're short because there's been a trend recently for people yes. to write us fucking biographies in their emails <laughs> not that we don't enjoy reading them to ourselves but we can't exactly read them on the show yeah the other day like angela had kind of taken over writing back to people for a little bit and i looked and i was like wait you haven't written back to some of these people in a month and she's like bitch look at how long <laughs> some of these emails are it takes me like a full just, day to read it yeah just to read it and then <laughs> process yeah and i was like oh my god so we spent an entire day catching up and like reading it was really fun it was a fun day of course it's just if you, i want to know the scope I want you guys to tell us everything. I right. love... And I get how on the other end, it's like, well, you have to know all of this to understand how I got to this point. That's me. I'm, I would be mm-hmm. the person writing like 10 paragraphs. But sometimes, like I was reading this one email and it was like the first four paragraphs had nothing to do with the current situation. It was like, this is all happened in my last relationship. And then it was like, so anyways, my current relationship, which has nothing to do with this, <laughs> I've been like ghosted. And I'm like, cool why did you spend five paragraphs telling me about your ex i mean i want to know about him i contextualizing i guess i like hearing everything about our listeners but i just don't need a biography so i'm sounding ungrateful i love when people i want people to keep messaging us i'm yeah that's all that's the only reason i like doing this podcast yeah so keep writing in just you know maybe edit the stuff that's like not relevant but we'll read it anyway it's interesting it's like it's like a little soap opera in our inbox it's true we do read every email yes if we don't write you back it's 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 an accident it's probably my fault and i'm sorry no we're getting there we're getting to you yeah if we don't write back in like three months you can follow up well then we're probably dead we're probably dead call the police the most we'll ever go is like a month yeah Anyway, All but right. we try back, to do it. Back to Sit- yeah. Sitlali. All right. Who has a lovely name. Okay. She wants her subject line was friendships. So this is a question about friendship. She says, my best friend recently got a new boyfriend and has been blowing me off whenever I make plans to hang out. Blah. Recently, they got in a fight and now she wants to hang out all the time. I feel like she is just using me and I don't know how to break our friendship. I have known her since high school. I adore her, but I feel like I have outgrown her. What should I do? That's hard. Okay. There's a few things going on here. The f- if I'm reading this correctly, mm-hmm. the whole thing with the boyfriend and her blowing her off and then only hanging out when they're in a fight is kind of not the issue, to be honest. It's really just the last part. It's that a friend she's... her. Yeah. Right? And that happens. That's, that's a legitimate thing that happens. It's a friend she's had for a long time, which makes it even more hard to kind of break it off because 
there is something to be said. I've, I've definitely like grown apart with certain friends I've had for a while, but there is something to be said about having a history with people. Right. So she does say she adores her. It's like you feel that connection, but she's outgrown her. What should I do? So let's talk about the two separate issues. Well, you know, the truth is I think that one kind of helps the other because you can outgrow somebody and feel really guilty about it because you're like, they're my friend. I just, we don't have as much in common anymore. At least this girl's kind of being a jerk. So you're, you're justified in being like, I'm going to take a step back from you. And it's not completely out of nowhere. If you do that. I, since I got into a relationship, I have been so paranoid about being that girl that she's talking about yeah. that. I have like made a purpose. Like I've made a concerted effort. Plus, I want to see my friends, but I always wanted to make sure I was not the girl that needed to bring her boyfriend around every time you hung out with your friends. I wanted to make sure that girl time was girl time, and I'm not going to be that girl that like will only see you if I can bring my boyfriend. Like I have my own identity and my own friends. I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't just hanging out with them when Nick was busy or we were mm-hmm. in a fight because there are those times when we've gotten a fight when we've gotten in a fight and. I've been like upset and I've been like, Hey, I need a girl's night or Hey, I want to crash at your pad. And, and I don't, and if you're calling and it's the only call you've made all month and it's to crash and have a slumber party cause you're in a fight, like you're going to look, sucks. that sucks. You're going to look like a, a freaking dick. And so, but if you're hanging out with your friends, like once a week and making mm-hmm. effort and like doing movie nights, like I have like a girl's movie night that I do and I like message them. We try to do that like at least once a month and we do these like weekly yoga, whatever you, if this is more for people that are in relationships to not be this girl, I'm like yeah. not really helping out Satali right now, but <laughs> well, I mean, I think also there's like a, a new boyfriend grace period that you have to give your friends where when they first get this. together with somebody like you have to know like okay they're getting she's getting to know this new person that she really likes there's going to be a month where i'm probably not going to see her that much and or he's going to prioritize right her and, life and you it sucks but you gotta accept it and be cool with it because you would be do the same thing probably if you were in a relationship a hundred percent i but agree with that after that grace period if they're still pulling that shit then they're not acting right and you need and to have then, a little talk yeah, and then you're justified in having that conversation. But I do think it's important to remember the grace period. That is so, that is genius. Yes. Well, I have a, I have a good friend who right now actually is just, she has her first boyfriend ever. And we were going to, well, I asked her if she was free Friday night and she was like, Oh, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend. And I did not get mad. Cause I was like, yes, you are do that. You should totally do that. Cause you just like you're in your like your honeymoon phase enjoy it i would even go as far to say that like if i have plans with a friend and it's like that early stage butterfly whatever Mm -hmm. and she has to cancel our plans because i don't know maybe he's like hey sorry last minute my parents are in town or like hey last minute like i've got this like work party i mean it depends on the plans the plans yes it's gonna be something big but if it's like worthwhile and she cancels i'm not gonna be offended if it isn't that grace period i never really I think consciously thought of it as a grace period. And now that you've pointed that out, I think it makes it so much easier. I've always kind of done it like situational. And, right. But I think you're right. You have to think of it like a grace period. And then after that, if they're still being a dick, it's like, look, like, like yeah, you the honeymoon's you, over. The honeymoon, like, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. You can't be like canceling plans. You need to make t- one-on-one time for me. If we're out at a bar, you can't like spend five minutes with me. And then all of a sudden like, Oh my God, oh, Tommy's in the area. Like he's, yeah. he's going to swing by and like totally be a buzzkill on our like ketchup, right. ketchup session. Like not cool. But anyways, um, 
I mean, I don't think Satali should use that as an excuse. Or maybe, I mean, it's hard because it these are two like separate though, issues. If this girl is like preoccupied by her boyfriend when they are getting along, then it should be easy for Satali to just kind of like fade away, do the fade away. Yeah, but then what's she going to do when like she's in a... I mean, I think Satali could just say that she's busy and hope she gets the hint. It, this is really touchy because... Well, that's what that girl is doing to her. Like, she sounds like she's busy and not available to hang out all that often. Here's the problem. So, so my mom, like, had this issue with a friend that she was friends with for, like, years and years and years. And she outgrew her. At some point, she realized, like, I don't want to be friends with... They're, they're not healthy for me in, in mm-hmm. my life. And that's like a really hard thing for some people to take. And it's also so subjective. And so you want to be careful. You don't want to say something mean that could hurt their feelings. You don't want to say, hey, I think you're like a super negative person. And at one point in my life, I kind of wanted someone to like bitch about shit with. Mm -hmm. But I don't need that in my life anymore. So instead, my mom kind of tried to do like the fade away. It was all fine. They stopped seeing each other. And then like 10 years later, my mom gets this like psychotic letter in the mail about how like this fucking crazy has been like holding up all this like pent up like stuff for 10 years it was like i can't believe you did that to me you didn't even after all we had been through and all our years of friendship you didn't even have the decency to tell me like why you didn't want to be my friend anymore so it's so i thought like at the time i was like i thought my mom did the right thing i still think she did because i don't think this crazy woman would have been able to handle the truth Mm mm-hmm but in this situation, it's hard. She could try to just kind of make excuses. And when when all of a sudden, like, her, her friend is in a fight with her boyfriend, she could say, like, hey, this is last minute. Like, I'm sorry. I have plans. I can't hang out with you. But if she keeps doing that and making excuses, like, this person might want closure. Yeah. If, if they don't naturally grow apart. There are people that I've grown apart with. Maybe they did the fade away to me. <laughs> it's totally possible. But I didn't notice, maybe. Mm-hmm. So you, I guess that would be the hope was that she slowly does the fade away and it does the, per, your, her friend doesn't notice and it feels natural, like how you naturally go away from friends. Yeah. But, or she could risk telling her the truth if she's the type of person that like needs closure. Right. And you don't want to get some psycho letter 10 years I, later. I think the only reason to, to like have a conversation with her, like this is why I'm actively moving away from you is like if if you're hoping to salvage the friendship, like I feel like if you're hoping that things will change, you think if you want to salvage it, you want to say I grown apart from you because like then you're saying something because you want to hear her end of things. I you guess I, you don't think that she would have her feelings hurt. I think and that you'll have a cleaner. I think you'll have a cleaner breakaway if you don't have that conversation. Maybe that's not the healthiest advice, but I, I just I do know. I just so feel you're like, saying don't have that conversation. Yeah, I don't think you need to. I think she does. I, this is unless weird she advice. is like deeply wronged you in some way, and then you have to like tell her about it. But if it's just a matter of you like outgrowing her, just slowly do I a think, fade away. Unless and then if she cares about the friendship maybe she'll like actively try and like she says get back into you, your life and ask you what's up and then you, you can decide to, if yeah. you want to have that conversation but yeah on your end i think you can just kind of i agree back away the problem with confronting her about this boyfriend stuff is you're going to run into the issue if you make the if you've already outgrown this friend if you make the excuse that hey i don't really want to hang out with you because i feel like you you only hang out with me when you're in a fight with your boyfriend 
the problem you're going to face there is she's going to fix that problem and she's <laughs> going to try to hang out with you when she's not in a fight with her boyfriend anymore and you're still not going to want to hang out with her. So the reason right. why I think that that's a non-issue and why you really can't even bring it up with her is because that doesn't fix the big problem, which is that you really don't want this friend anymore at all. Right. So maybe look at the boyfriend as a blessing. Yeah. As a catalyst for you moving on. Yeah. Finding your ways. And maybe you'll come back to each other at some point. But you oh, gotta- I'm still really Sorry. mad about this psychopath that was mean to my mom <laughs> my mom is the kindest person ever she just wanted to save this woman like by like she wanted to you know save her from the hurt of being told that she's a negative person right. who, who is like detrimental to my mother's life she didn't want to hurt her feelings and sometimes when you have like toxic people in your life you it's like it's hard. It's hard on your end to just back away and not say anything. But yeah. you just gotta you gotta be a little selfish to like keep your sanity. Yeah. And, and then ugh, my mom to get this letter. This happened this year. This happened not that long ago. To get this letter mm-hmm. ten years later. I'm so angry at that psychopath that she even like made my mom feel bad. My mom's the nicest person that you'll ever meet. Anyways Don't, don't fuck with our mom. Don't fuck <laughs> with my mom or you will be cut. Anyways, I hope that was helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, friendships are complicated. They are, especially when uh, relationships get involved. Yeah. If you want your listener questions answered, or if you have a funny text or messages from an app you want that you would like to share, email us at contact at this is why your single show dot com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show dot com. Now let's dive in to the reason of the week. This week's reason is you're passive aggressive. I I think we read a news story maybe a bunch of podcasts ago about how that was like the number one relationship killer when people mm-hmm. are trying to communicate and they're not direct and they're passive aggressive with each other. Um, that's like a huge relationship killer. So I have and I noticed that I used to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's easier. It's like an easy defense oh, yeah. mechanism. Yeah. And now I've made, since I read that article, I've made a conscious effort to just never try to be passive aggressive and just to be, if anything, it's better to be direct. Right. And I think when you're with somebody for long enough, or if you're spending a lot of time with somebody, they can pick up on when you're angry anyway. So being, if you're like doing these passive aggressive things, they still know that you're angry and and there's like a weird vibe in the air. So it's a, it's a worse vibe than just saying exactly how you feel. Right. Because it's like just below the surface. So it makes things tense, but you're not talking about what you're angry about. So it's really, it's worse than fighting. That's how shit blows up. Yeah. Like not even like a fight, like, like a crazy blow up fight. It happens when you're passive aggressive. It's like, it's like water slowly boiling. Mm-hmm. It's with friends. It's with everybody. I feel yeah. like this is a thing that it can affect any relationship. Yeah. And I think it's, and also when you're first dating somebody, if they do something that annoys you and you, you're afraid to have like an outright fight, um, passive aggressiveness often happens. Totally. You're like, oh, you didn't answer my text in like five hours. Weird. That's weird. That's so weird. And and the thing is, I feel like the person being passive aggressive gets annoyed because it's almost like you want them to be reading your mind. You're like, I- I'm giving you all these hints that I'm angry, but I'm not actually telling you. It's like, right. and you get more mad. You're like, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm letting you know. I'm clearly annoyed. Yeah, I'm giving you clues. Like I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like a, oh, you got dinner with, you know, you got dinner just for yourself. You didn't call me to ask <laughs> if I want to take out. Like, that's good. I mean, I'm really hungry, but whatever. Right. It's just like 
don't, don't be a fucking dick. You're like, oh my God, did you think I wasn't home? That's so funny. That's so funny. That's so <laughs> weird. You thought I wasn't home when I like texted you an hour ago being like, I'm home. Well, that's actually the perfect segue, I think, into this week's game. So let's jump in to the reason of the week breakdown. This week we're doing a passive aggressive translator. It's a game you came up with for me to play. Yes. So there is a not so hidden meaning behind every passive aggressive remark. We are using our translating skills to figure it out. I'm going to read a passive aggressive remark and you have to guess the meaning behind it. All right. I'm handing you the sound cues. Oh my God. You guys, I'm normally the one doing all the sound cues. So if they ever mess up, it's my fault. But such an honor. Angela's got a lot going on right now. She's got the questions. She's got my like soundboard. Very tech savvy. AKA my, my Mac. Okay. All right. First passive aggressive remark. Gee, I guess I should have brought a sweater. Oh, Okay, so you're saying to me, guess I should, or is that what I'm saying? No, I'm saying that to you. Oh, what, oh, what do I mean? Oh, oh got it, got it. What do I mean okay. when I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, are you are you cold? Like, are you trying to weirdly, passive aggressively tell me that like my place is like a fucking igloo? Oh, I'm sorry. Ding, ding, ding. Why don't you just say you're cold and I'll turn the heat on? Passive aggressive biatch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was saying, are you a polar bear? Why the fuck is your apartment so cold? All right. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. See, pa- being passive aggressive doesn't hide your real feelings, guys. And it makes me more mad. Next right. one. Hey, is your phone okay? I don't think my texts are going through. Oh, okay. Oh, you're just like weirdly passive aggressively telling me that like, oh, because I didn't respond to you within like an hour. Sorry, I was in a work meeting. <laughs> you found the meaning. Okay, next. Oh, movies sound fun, but maybe we should do something where, like, we can actually talk. Oh, I'm sorry. We always have to do, like, the plans that you want. Are you passive-aggressively telling me that you, like, hate the date night that I planned? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> movies are a terrible first date idea. All right. Um, all right. Next. You're bringing your friends on our date? That's totally fine. Actually, if tonight is not good for you, just hang with them and we can see each other another time. Oh, are you just passively, aggressively trying to tell me that like, no, bitch, I don't want you to bring your friends on our date. I'm not going to go out with you if you bring them. Why don't you just say I'd prefer you to not bring your friends? Laura, it's like you speak passive aggressive as a oh second language. It, it, it actually feels like cathartic and good. I, it's so fun <laughs> to be passive aggressive. I kind of, uh, I think I'm going to start doing it again this week. But it's also fun to call people out on it. Can I like, it's like passive aggressive rehab. I think I'm like, after this game, I'm going to relapse and just only. <laughs> oh no, that's the opposite intention of this episode. It's really fun though. I think I'm only going to talk passive aggressively to Nick. <laughs> Let it's us really know. fun. Then you'll have something to talk about on next week's episode. Oh God, this, this game's too fun. I'm like, oh God, it's bringing, it's like a little hint of like cocaine or whatever I went, you know. <laughs> like you're off the wagon. Yeah, I'm off the metaphorical rehab. Yeah. All right, there's only one more, one more. I'm so nostalgic. Your place reminds me of my college dorm. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You passive aggressively tell me that you hate my fucking shark, sharknado poster. You, you think like my decorations are piece of shit oh i'm sorry if my place isn't i'm not done i'm sorry if my place isn't like decorated your stupid standards you pretentious biatch oh i'm sorry i I, maybe i can't afford an interior decorator like you have like oh sorry you think my place is so fucking dirty (laughs) 
that was intense. It was the last one. I had to like. Definitely therapeutic for you, I think. And you get an extra one of these. Thanks. For referencing Sharknado. <laughs> well. Well, that's I mean, it. thanks for planning that game, Angela. Sure. Now I'm completely off the passive aggressive wagon. I feel like um, a, a counselor. Like we just did some exercises. Ooh. Now I'm going to go to Nick and be like, oh, okay. I saw that you like ate that sandwich and now you're not going to want dinner. That's cool. Thanks for thanks for not asking me if we <laughs> no, were going to get be like, dinner. Oh my God, you must be so full. That's like. You must be so full even though I like wanted to get a, dinner after the podcast. Sandwich. You didn't ask me. All right. We hope we have cleared up this week. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Don't, Don't do that. No. We hope we have somehow cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. For more reasons you're single, remember, check out our book. It's funny. It's available everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. If you like listening to things, check out our audiobook on Audible. I had fun with you, Angie Pie. Yeah, it was fun. I like how uh, when we usually, if we have a guest, we're like, any plugs? Any plugs, Laura? Yeah, my Instagram is the Laura Lane. It sounds so douchey now that I... No, one I of our like listeners it. found it for... I like it. It's better than like a million underscores. It makes you sound famous. Yeah, but I'm not. And I don't want to sound like... If I was famous, I like I would have like a more um, like not pretentious-y... Like at Sparadactyl? Yeah, yours is good. Wait, I didn't finish all my plugs. Oh, sorry. Okay, Instagram, the Laura Lane. Twitter, Laura Lane underscore. Snapchat, Laura Lane NYC. Although, I don't think I'm going like, to be snapping anymore now that Instagram has the stories. Really? I think I'm just going to do Instagram. I only had like 25 people looking at my snaps anyway. I have like a lot more Instagram followers. I think I'm just going to commit to Insta. Well, that's a relief to me because I, I just can't handle more social media in my life. I want to keep it to two if I can. Just I like everything being three. in one place. Also, it was always really hard to find people on Snapchat. I had to be like, oh, what's your handle? Yeah. But like it's really and I like being able to see who other people follow. That's why the Instagram stories is so great because it's I already follow all these people and I can see, oh, who are you following? and then yeah. get suggestions but of who I do, to follow. I feel like a lot of the younger folk are like, oh, Instagram's being like a poser. I don't I'm care. still doing Snapchat. I don't care. Facebook was a poser of MySpace. True, true. Everyone's a poser. And wasn't MySpace a poser of Friendster? Maybe Friendster came after. I don't know. I don't know. But this has been the social media hour. Everyone's, everyone's a poser. We're, what we're wearing is like posing on the 90s let's be honest yeah chokers everywhere come on come on i'm totally into chokers by the way <laughs> but you're posing on the 90s our generation's very into nostalgia. this is why i need to stop throwing out all my clothes it's gonna come back all right guys well we've taken a tangent you can follow me at sparadactyl on instagram and twitter and follow our show at your single show always funny tweets about dating every day of the week every except mondays week. mondays we take mondays off we're just like the theater we go dark on mondays or as you say like god on sundays yeah we're like the theater or god i'll take <laughs> either um thank you for listening tune in next week we're gonna do a whole new show bye, bye. this is why you're single this is why you're single That was a HeadGum Podcast.